0: What is going on everybody? Happy Friday to all. It is finally the start of yet again another weekend, another beautiful weekend here in beautiful Delaware Valley. Of course, I am your host in Philly Sports and Parcero Philly, the United of All Things Sports and Culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. Welcome on in, everyone. Uh, this is episode 44 of OI and Philly Sports. Welcome, YouTube. Welcome, Twitter. Welcome, Twitch. And, of course, welcome on in TikTok. We got some stuff to get to today. Of course, we're going to talk about some things before we head into this weekend. Um, of course, this weekend, really, it's all about the Phillies. It's going to be a red weekend there. So I'm excited to get to all of that, guys. Before we move forward, ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget, uh, if you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like the live Help us in the algorithm. And of course, make sure to subscribe to Ed Popsito Philly's YouTube channel, home for all things 5 for 5 Philly sports. And of course, guys, uh, if you haven't already, make sure you rate and subscribe to this podcast wherever you stream it from Apple, Google and Spotify. It would truly, truly, truly mean the world to me. So what is going on? We got Logan in the what's going on, Logan, Logan, busy traveling to different baseball parks it is wheels day that is correct. We'll get to that in a second. It is in fact wheels day. It is always good when it is wheels day. It is always good. You know exactly what to expect. The the your your breakfast tastes a little bit better. That water tastes I mean water always tastes great. And by the way, yes. You know I, you know as I need, for my first sponsor, I need a water sponsor. I feel like that's what we need cuz I just love freaking water. H2O is the way to go. <laughs> Give me some, give me the war boy punts all day, all day. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing? What's what's up, brother? What's up? I'm sure Andrew's happy after yesterday. What's going on? What we got here, guys? Um, I'm going to the Phil's game on Sunday. Also, this is our division. Let's go effing Mets. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Enjoy it, man. You enjoy the L. Uh, Flacco, look great. Ah, did he? Did he really? I thought he was like average. You know, it's Joe Flacco. He's like 30-some years old, and we'll get to that in a second, but a good, good take. Uh, let's go Phillies. Let's go Phillies. Of course, I took my Phillies stuff upstairs. Let's go Phillies. <laughs> let's go Phils. Let's go Phils. For sure, for sure. Uh, today, what I want to start off with, guys, is obviously we have TikTok here. We got Twitter here. Uh, I guess YouTube and Twitch are considered uh, under the category of social media. And kind of what I talk about today is, look, I, I'm not just someone who, who talks sports, guys. I'm someone who has gone through trials and tribulations in life. And uh, I've been there where a lot of you guys have been. And I just, if I can help out with you guys in in immensely in your day-to-day life, any type of way, I definitely would love to do that. I, I like to motivate you guys. You know, it's not just about me. It's about all of us here in general. And, uh, as of late, and I've just noticed this trend on social media, I kind of want to just talk about, and it's just like, it's not just in the sports community, it, it, it's really got to do with every single freaking community, it, it's it's like the toxicity that you see everywhere on social media, you know, like, you know, last night, Union lost to Club America, which we'll talk about as well, you know, it's it, it, it definitely sucked because I felt like they played a really well, they played better than what I've seen over a month. Um, and I was ha- I honestly was happy about last night. We lost two 0 but I'm happy you still have a chance coming back home. Uh, we played against a really good team, and I-, I can't be mad at it. And of course, every time you know there's a loss or something, you guys like I-, I don't know what it is that goes through your head, but it's you know let's go to his comments or let's go to her comments, their comments, whatever. And hey, your team sucks. Uh, my team's better. Uh, this and that. And, and just like, what is exactly the point of it? And it's just too much hate being spewed. You know, if you guys if you guys want, I'll show you guys my DMs of people trying to get reach me on Instagram. It's kind of ridiculous. People telling me I should stop talking about Philly sports. Uh, people just coming at my family and, and all this and that. And, you know, today I'm scrolling through tw- through Twitter. Shouts Natalie Eganoff. I absolutely love Natalie Eganoff. Dude literally told her to go suck a you-know-what. And I'm just like, what in the world would possess you to slide in someone's DMs to say that? And it's the thing is, is that you guys say these things. But if you guys were to do this, if you guys were to see me face to face, you would not be saying it to my face. And this is kind of the problem with social media this day. People go on social media, but what they do on social media, they will not be doing that in in person. Anything you guys see me doing on social media, saying on social media, I have no problem doing it in person or saying it in person. You guys need to start thinking before you speak and don't use social media. a blockade just because there is a phone and just because the person that that you are trying to come at is not there that doesn't mean that gives you the right to just say whatever you want there are there are repercussions and there are consequences for every action that you that you partake in so that's kind of what i want to say to you guys so anytime you are feeling the need like you want to uh hey nice very nice uh if you guys feel the need like you want to spew some hate you want to something ridiculous. Here is an idea. I don't, I actually might have my second phone. I got two phones. So anytime you feel the need, like you want to say something derogatory towards someone, this is what you do. You grab your phone and before you say something, you put it down. Watch, watch again. You're about to comment something ridiculous. You stop, you lock the phone, you put it down. You see how easy that was? And, 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 I, and I promise you, I promise you, you start doing these things, your life mentally, mentally, guys, you guys will feel so much better, so much better. So that's kind of where I want to start off today, guys. It's putting down social media, spreading the love. There is no need to be going on people's stuff and, and spewing all this toxic BS. You don't need to do it. If something if and I, I will open my doors to everyone, if there is something going on with your life personally, by all means, uh, we are here for you. There are people here for you. You do not need to spew this stuff out, out loud just to hurt someone because you are in a bad place. You don't need to bring other people down with you. Social media is not an outlet to, to release your anger. There are things for that. I've chosen working out. I love the gym. It's absolutely helped me mentally, and it's helped with my with my positive mentality. There are are different things to do. Buy yourself a boxing bag. You can find one cheap. on Facebook Marketplace. Something. There has to be some sort of outlet. So you guys don't feel what you guys are feeling. I I know you guys are going through crap. I know. And I know that this stuff, social media, it doesn't always help your mental. It really doesn't. Sometimes you guys wonder where I'm at. Why I'm not always commenting on TikTok, why I'm not always active on TikTok, because I care more about my mental than constantly being on my phone all the freaking time. Weekends, this is being put away. I'll, I'll put my posts, my TikToks, whatever I need. If there's a game, there are one or two tweets, whatever it is, put the phone away. I hang out and I spend time with people that I actually care about. I, make, I try to prioritize time with my girlfriend and, and, her, and her family, try to prioritize time with my own family. And every now and then I always reach out to my friends and, and and personal friends, see how they're doing as well, and see if I can can hang out with them. But there are other options, guys. I promise you, there are other options. And of course, I forgot to change my, my sleeve, guys. It's Philly's Day. Union yesterday it was yesterday. It's Philly's Day. <laughs> so we'll figure that all out. We'll definitely figure that all out. Uh, what's going on here? Uh but I'm glad TikTok ignored everything I said. It's it's as expected. It's all good though. Bryce Harper, future Hall of Famer. That's that's I mean, we don't have to we all know that. He's got the he's got the numbers for that. He's got the numbers for that. Uh, Phillies will make it fun. No, I disagree. I disagree. This is fun. This is definitely fun. And I want Red October, but we are not going far in the playoffs. Have you seen the NLS? We're right now, if we were in the NLS, we'd be dead last. I know the records wouldn't add up to that, but there's the quality up there. It, it, we would finish dead last. I, I I feel like the Rockies could overtake us. So yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. Um, Jalen will make it to the playoffs. Not yet. I don't think this is going to be the year, but I think they will definitely, definitely, definitely make it close. Uh, it'll be one of those situations where it'll come down to the last couple weeks, but I don't think the Eagles team will make the playoffs. They will make it very interesting this year. Um, fear God, so I'll say anything. Um, Isaac, that's not the way to take it, but you know what? It's your life, and if that's how you want to handle it, may God bless you. Uh, yo, bro, what's going on? Uh, what we got, Stim Minsa, What's going on, man? How you doing? Welcome on in, brother. Welcome on in. Welcome to OI. Welcome to OI. Yeah, we're gonna talk. I got a lot to say about Quez, man. Uh, the quarter was hungry in Iowa. How'd that game go? I did not, I, yesterday was too busy, did not get to catch that game. I, it looked interesting, though. It definitely looked interesting. Just seeing like, look in the outfield, you just see like a bunch of corn stocks, and it was pretty damn cool. Shouts to the MLB. That was, we talked about it yesterday, and that was a lot of freaking fun. What's going on, Preston? How you doing? Um, Preston, I usually do. We're just not going to do it today. Preston, my schedule, man, it's it's very tight and compact. I tonight we have to go spend some time with the family, so I will not be allowing people on. We got to get this out quick. Um, you know, this is this here is to talk about the Philly sports. And I, if you want to throw in some comments, you are more than welcome to, but we're not allowing people on today, man. We got to be quick today. Quick, 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 like Quez Watkins. Tomorrow, I got Chelsea, Broncos, and Phillies. Prem League Soccer starts today, man. If you are a soccer head, you must be loving this week. We got Boone this league out. We got Premier League Soccer. Finally, some guilty pleasure. I cannot wait to fight every Saturday morning with my girlfriend's brother about college game day or Premier League mornings. I do not like college game day anymore. I, at, at some point, I grew up, and I don't care for it anymore. Hey, what is Central? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh, Saludos amigo, that's the Plymouth meeting Shouts is, that, is Plymouth meeting Delco? I know it's PA, but I'm not sure exactly what that is But shouts to Plymouth meeting, I love it I love it Uh, Bryce should be higher on the MVP I don't care about the MVP guys, I'm sorry I, I just don't, it's like Joel Embiid I, I don't care about those individual accolades I would rather see Bryce Harper Perform like an MVP in the playoffs Because that's honestly when it matters most So uh, if Bryce Harper's not the MVP it's not the end of the world And you know what? motivate let it motivate you bryce if that pisses you off for not winning the mvp you perform in the playoffs and that's when it'll matter most that's really when it'll matter family is everything exactly and that's Preston. that is why we're not a lot of people on because i gotta make some time for the family preston and i got my cousin from colombia here in the united states i'm definitely trying to make some time um so yeah i'm definitely uh definitely uh family over i agree with that i agree with that uh Pelican USA is start, is starting for Arsenal in 40 minutes. Uh very nice. I'm more of a um Everton guy. Uh, I I obviously I'm a Philadelphia Union fan above anything else, but if I have to pick a Premier League club to root for, I will definitely, definitely, definitely choose um the Everton Soccer Football Club. Everton E F T, right? Definitely, definitely. Uh Marco, shouts to Catahat, a Mako resident as well shouts to Monco and all my Mon- Moncoins. <laughs> Keith, you changed teams? I thought you were a Ravens fan. That's not cool, man. You can't be jumping off bandwagons. Truck 2020, what's going on, boss? How you feeling? How you feeling? Um, so Hate Culture took another uh twist for not not for the right purposes uh today. Uh if you listen, you guys, we actually had an episode where I discussed my um My thoughts on hot take culture, I think it's absolutely terrible. I think it's crazy that you guys allow hot take culture to kind of take over um, sports talk. You know, you look everywhere on these major um, networks, your ESPNs, your Fox Sports, um, NBC Sports, you know, it's, it's all you see is this goddamn hot take culture. Um, today or I believe it was today, Joy Taylor talks. It was actually I mean it wasn't really infuriating. it was more hilarious more than anything. but she decided that um, I'm gonna come up with a hot take and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna act like I'm, I know exactly what I'm talking to talk about and it's crazy because I actually enjoyed watching Colin Coward growing up and, and Joy Taylor is now like co-host uh, the producer type of deal. And uh, I thought she was good, but today it really just looked really freaking bad. So what we're going to try to do here is, of course, I try to make this as interactive as possible for y'all. And uh, we are going to hear what she has to kind of say here. So without further ado, Joy Taylor. They have Pat Mahomes, they have Josh Allen, they have Tom Brady, they have Russell Wilson, they have Matt Stafford. We have an unproven guy. Not entirely true. We agree. We agree on something. <laughs> she really thinks she is talking facts. Why? Why do we need to give the team to Jalen Hurts? He wasn't picked to be the future. L'AVAR <laughs> cannot be taken this seriously. Lavar is smarter than this. He did go to Penn State, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, guys, so pretty much, listen, you guys heard it. Um, It's just funny that she really thought that she was sitting here and talking straight-up facts. Jalen Hurts, what does he deserve? Like, honestly, what do he deserve? This is the NFL. This is in college, okay? He got drafted here because how we – honestly, I, I, I'm thinking about it. I honestly don't know why we drafted Jalen Hurts. Now, right now, it does look like a good idea because – uh, Carson Wentz obviously fizzled out, but a part of the reason why Carson did fizzle out was because we did draft Jalen Hurts, and yes, that did e- piss him off. Now, I, uh, I've i talked about this before, and I really don't want to dive back into the Carson Wentz quarterback controversy BS, but um, I did think that by drafting Jalen Hurts, that, that wasn't what we should have done. The team had other needs, had other holes, as you saw in 2019 and 2020. And I felt like in in the the first couple rounds, they should have went and drafted guys that could help this offense and specifically could have helped Carson Wentz. And instead, what they did was they drafted Jalen Hurts, selling us that Jalen Hurts would be this – this dual threat quarterback, Taysom Hill type of guy, Wild Wildcat type of quarterback. Like it's 2021, no one is running Wildcats, and Taysom Hill he comes in for a couple snaps, but it's a different type of system that he literally goes in there to run actual pro sets. So I, I just don't get where she's coming from. The comp like I think. She's taking and the thing is with national media, they they're not here every day. They don't really dissect and look inside of what's the going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think she's just being a natural um, national broadcaster, national analyst, and she's just looking at it um, from outside and she's not seeing what's going on. Seriani is implementing this company. He's a first year head coach. He's got to He's got to set the, 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 the tone. You know, this, he's got to get these guys to believe in him. And no, there's not – we we all can kind of see like there's not really a QB competition. Like Joe Flacco, I mean, someone said it in the chats here today. Like Joe Flacco, he looked great. Like I don't know what you were seeing, but he looked like Joe Flacco in his 30s. <laughs> um, and it, it's not a competition. But Jalen is not entitled to the job. And Jalen himself has said he's fine with working for the starting job. So he's okay with it. And I just don't get where she was really trying to come. I get it. You know, and the thing is to these national media members know that Philadelphia is very reactionary. They know we, we get triggered super easily. So she knows that by doing that little rant that she did, that definitely would get some viewership it. And it did. And it flat out did. But the fact of the matter is Jalen is the starting quarterback, but we don't need, it doesn't need to be said. It just doesn't. And you know what is funny too? Um, there's a great saying that actions speak louder than words and look Jalen his actions he is demonstrating what a franchise leader does the the the, the whole um energy that he, he he produces for this team um the the app staying after practice communicating with guys um after plays when things aren't when the play doesn't go the way that we expected it to he's out there he's talking to the guys so Jalen, is doing what he needs to do to be the starting quarterback for this team. And flat out, week one, he's going to be the starting quarterback. But I don't need the reinsurance. Jalen Hurts doesn't need the reinsurance. And honestly, none of y'all should need the reinsurance as well. Come week one, that's what matters. And this is a team that it's going to go through growing pains this season. And I've talked about this before, but I don't care what Jalen Hurts looks like in week one. I don't care what Jalen Hurts looks like in week 12. I need Jalen Hurts to play this entire season. And no matter what happens, happens. But if Jalen hurts after 2021, it is it is obvious he's not the answer. Then we move on, and I think that's fair, right? So let's. With that being said, man, uh, let's dive into what happened last night. I, obviously, everyone wants to talk about the bird. It's completely okay. Of course, we played in our first preseason game um, last night. It was con- it was cool. We got back to some preseason ball. Um, you know, seeing fans and stands for the first time in a long time that was definitely really cool to see as well uh, it was it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Eagles fell 24 to 16 and it was um, obviously it doesn't really matter that they lost a preseason game but what I will say was definitely uh, good to see that that the first and second units definitely looked uh, pretty solid because once uh, the first half was done, the Steelers kind of went on a roll. They put up 14 points in that third quarter, most of, out of any team in a single quarter in last night's game. Uh, and they walked away with the win. Um well let's talk about Sir Jalen Hurts, right? Cuz obviously he got a start, he got the start. He was out there for two series. I wanted him out for three, but we got two and it was and I, honestly, I'll tell you what guys, you, some of you guys may or may not have liked uh what Jalen Hurts did, but I actually did. I flat out did. Uh, Jalen finished the de- the night with uh he was three or seven for 54 yards, one carry for four yards. But well, besides the first throw, I didn't like that. You know, he first it, it was funny because the first drive, all we did was throw the ball. First, first play, uh drops back. The f- right off the bat freaked me out. He was looking like happy feet back there. He was shuffling. He panicked a little bit, rolled out. He was able to find Zach Ertz for a little short gain. Um, and then after that, I really had no problems with what he did. The second throw, Dallas Goddard, it was like a little uh, corner route by Dallas Goddard. And I loved it because Jalen looked so much more composed on that second throw. He dropped back, had his feet settled. So he, st- he stood in that pocket with conviction, drove that ball. Perfect spiral right where Dallas Goddard can catch the ball. And it was a, it was like a, I think, believe like a 20 some yard gain. And it was a first down next play Jalen to Jalen to Jalen Rager. Um, it was a little bit out of the reach of, of Jalen Rager, but Rager had a hand on it. And honestly, I felt like he should have caught that. And I'll talk about Jalen Rager in a second, but it is what it was. Um, a couple of plays later, third and seven, that kind of ended the drive. Um, Jalen Rager, Jalen hurts. Perfect job reading his reads. Uh, he found Zach Ertz wide open in the middle of the field, and Zach Ertz unconventionally dropped the pass. It's not usually what we expect from Zach Ertz. Um, so the first drive, they they got like 40-some yards out of it, or I think it was like 30-some yards out of it because I spilled some water. And that was it, and that was it. On the next drive, they were at pinned to their, to their end zone. There's that long ball by Quez Watkins. I feel like in a regular season-type situation, Quez should, should die for it, but it's Okay. Um, and, but I mean, obviously, good to see Jalen has got Jalen Hurts has got that arm, he got that arm. He got he threw another one to, to Zach Ertz. He had a nice little scramble once the plug broke down, and that would be it for Jalen Hurts. So, overall, I liked it. Um, what I saw from Jalen Hurts, and again, it's that chemistry that really needed to grow with this team, with Jalen Hurts, and uh, with these other guys here. but. Um, he's going to get better guys. The more plays I, I really do believe. I really do believe that Jalen hurts could lead this football team. And I believe that as time goes on, as these games go on, I do believe that Jalen hurts um, is definitely going to improve. Now let's talk about his weapons because I, this room, it got really interesting after last night. Now we talked about in, in these preseason practice or preseason, these training camp practices, quite Watkins has absolutely stood out. And that's been really good to see uh, last night. He scored the uh the first touchdown of the game, Joe to Quez. It was a little little bubble screen, and Quez booked it for seventy nine yards. That was his only catch of the night, and that was all it, it that took. It was a touch, and it w- and it obviously um it resulted into a touchdown. He, he, it's crazy. Quez grabbed that bubble screen, literally straight. I booked it t- towards the sideline. There was no one on the Steelers that could catch up to him. It's absolutely incredible. Like you don't, and it's crazy. They said it on the broadcast. You really, you, you do not see those type of plays in the NFL. That type of stuff definitely is something you possibly see in in high school, maybe lower level college, but not in the NFL. The fact that no one, like he wasn't even touched. He didn't break a tackle. No one touched him. He was just way too fast, and he looked impressive even on that one throw where Jalen slightly overthrew him my man beat the the guy who was covering him one move and he beat him. And it's going to be so much fun to see. And it honestly raises the question because you know what? Quez has been looking better than Jalen Rager and Travis Fulgham for that matter as well. So are we were talking about before camp at Quez Watkins being someone who is on the bubble of making this roster. And now we're talking about Quez Watkins Potentially starting alongside Devontae Smith, I'm not kidding, guys. My man looked great. He's he's improved on his route running. That shit looks crisp. My man's already got the speed. The hands are solid, and he's he's got chemistry, bro, with with uh, Jalen Hurts. And when you watch Jalen Rager out there, I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't do anything for me. Jalen Rager looks like a Third-round pick right now. Third-fourth-round pick who's trying to figure it out. Quez Watkins looks like a, a third-day guy who's hungry as shit. And when you're hungry, I'd rather take that over someone who... It just kind of feels like Rager kind of relaxes on the laurels that he was a first-round pick. But he better understand this is the NFL. First-round picks get replaced easily. Just look at this team. My lot of to replace Dillard. I mean, I can you even replace Stiller? He Who's never the really? A I guess he kind of was a starter, but that's my point. So it's it's crazy to think that Quez Walk is is threatening to be wide receiver too. It was great. Um, the offense looked really simple. Uh, you know, it, 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 we already knew this. Like we knew this coming in. Um, not a lot of running, which which is kind of it, it. Uh, it surprised me there to be honest. But uh, Jordan Howard, I, I thought looked really good. Um. You know, it's not even just the running because we know what he's going to give you on the ground. He's going to he's a ground and pound type of running back. He's going to get you those three extra yards off a, after contact. Uh, and that's what we, we love to see. But, you know, his pat has pass blocking um, was demonstrated last night. You know, there was one instance where in, in on that first drive, uh, I believe it was on that Ertz drop where the Steelers dialed up a blitz. Jordan Howard, in the last minute reacted and saw it. And he absolutely obliterated the linebacker. And as you guys know, if you are in the NFL as a running back and you can't pass block, it is tough for you to to get some playing time. Now, if you're someone yeah, like a Darren Sproles, it's different. But even Darren Sproles was a solid pass. He wasn't scared to pass block. Yeah, I remember, I remember uh, in 2005 when or 2006. I'm sorry. Maurice Jones drew his first year in the league. Now, I'm Jones drew. If you guys remember, he's like a, he was a 5-7 but he was bulky and he he definitely he he was a powerful running back, but at 5-7. I remember him just absolutely his rookie year, and he was sharing time with Fred Taylor. Absolutely obliterated Sean Marion, and it was like a regular season game. Obliterated him. Now, so size doesn't always matter when you're a running back here in this league. Um. Let's continue with the offense. Uh, Nick Mons did not look good. It's crazy because he looked uh really. He was looking good in and pra- practices in these uh, training camp practices. He finished one of five for four yards and in two interceptions. Um, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good outing from him. We'll see what happens in the next uh, preseason game. I think he's the lock to be the third quarterback on this team, regardless. But you know, it it's crazy. You hear. Only things that come out of training camp practices, and he just didn't show up. Um, of course, Joe Flacco had the best night. He did go ten of seventeen, 178 yards, and a touchdown. And this is what I will say about Joe: If Joe Flacco comes into the to the game this year, any game this year, we're screwed. Or we're just flat out screwed. <laughs> so, um, speaking of guys not showing up in this game, but look good in practice. Um, if you guys watch Oil Philly Sports, you know I've been raving heavily. On one Tyree Jackson, the tight end here, um, converted from quarterback. And he honestly did not impress me either in this match. In this match, I keep calling it a match. This game did not impress me in this game. He did have two catches, but he also had two drops. And uh, the one on the third down, uh, I think it was like a third and seven, Joe Flacco threw it to the left side of the field. And, and uh, Tyree Jackson had an opportunity to catch it. though It was a lot of the reach, but listen, this is the NFL. If it touches your hands, if it, especially if it touches both hands, you got to catch it. You have to catch it. Um, so I was disappointed to see that Tyree did not show up in this preseason game. There's obviously two more. But this guy is definitely trying to fight for a roster spot. But right now, it's not looking so pretty. Um, let's look at the defense here. Um, Ty McGill impressed me in this game. I was I watched some of that defensive line battles uh, with the offensive line of the Steelers. And Ty McGill really impressed me. I love the push that he had. The hands were looking good as well. Um, he, he was the one that really impressed me as far as the second he goes. I mean, Josh, did look, he looked explosive as well. Josh, definitely did, definitely did look explosive as well. Um, Milton Williams, I saw him being active. Didn't see too much of Taron Jackson, but, um, definitely I, I was more impressed with Ty McGill. Um, Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, in that second half kind of took over and, you know, he's kind of looking like, uh, looking like Tom Brady, picking apart the t- the Eagles third string defense. So kudos to you, Dwayne Haskins. It's funny Dwayne Haskins at this point, but uh, I don't think he will ever, ever, ever be the future of the Steelers. But you know, if they, if they do look, they got what was it, a six round pick they threw for, for Dwayne Haskins. So kudos to him. Hopefully he can figure out his career. You just with Haskins, He just has to stop being a knucklehead. That guy's just a straight up knucklehead. So we'll see. But um, Jake Elliott, great. Loved it. Um, we, he's someone that we're we'll definitely keeping an eye out. And so far during training camp practices, he's been looking good, nailing his his field goals. But in this game, he had, I believe, he had a two forty seven yard field goals. He had a fifty yard field goal, and he nailed them all. And last year, you know, we were watching the Eagles play. You know, it was it was nerve wracking. You're just like sitting there fourth and six, and you're like, and you're in the thirty yard line. You're like thinking like. Should Doug probably go for this? Because I don't really trust uh Joe uh, J- uh Jake Elliott. Should I keep confusing Jack and Jake? Jack, uh Jake Elliott. Uh we were definitely getting nervous, but he looks good so far. And if you can rely on Jake Elliott again, that would be definitely huge. But I was very, 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 very enthused to see that Jake Elliott his leg looked like it's back, and hopefully, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a mental or he had to work on some fundamentals. But that leg looks good. But overall, love Sirianni. Um, and I've talked about it before. You guys know I'm a big Sirianni stand. I'm um, loving the attitude. Loving the whole. Um, you know he 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 likes to uplift his guys. You know, wearing the t-shirts of Brandon Graham, Zach Ertz, and all those guys. Um, but also you know, holding those guys accountable. And I've talked about how their accountability is kind of like the word in this camp thus far. Um, and just seeing him uh, even playing the veterans. Like, he, the, you know, you see on the Steelers' sideline, you know, Big Ben's not even playing, which, you know, if you're the Steelers, you need Big Ben in a, in a glass case at all times. But I love the fact that uh, Ceriani put those guys, the veteran players out there. And, you know, and I said it, you know, I just wanted them out there for a series. You want to get the game speed back in under you. Um, but I definitely like see liked what I saw um, from Sirianni as a coach so far. So um, game one, I saw a lot of I saw a lot more positives than I did see negatives. So I'm going to take this um, this performance and, and we're going to run with it. We'll see what we get in, in the game two. The Eagles will be back for preseason game number two. That will be all next Thursday, the 19th. It'll be at 7:30. Of course, uh, the New England Patriots will be in town. They'll be, we'll be doing some joint practices um, with the New England Patriots. So That should be interesting. Sariani picking the brain of Bill Belichick. Um, and, of course, Hurts uh, versus Cam. I'm, I'm ready for that one. I'm definitely ready for that. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? What do we got here? Uh, what's what's good, Truck? What's good, Truck? How you doing, man? Philly Sports for Life. What's going on, my man? What's going on? that a Joel Embiid profile pick? I love it. I love it. What's Joel up to these days? Jalen Hurts is the starter. I'm confused with the competition Do we have. So, Truck, what they were trying to say, and this is Joy Taylor saying it. So, what Joy Taylor was trying to say is why is it that um, Sariani hasn't come out. And sorry. I know I spit there a little bit. Well, why it, hasn't Sariani come out and said that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback? And that was the point of it. But in my honest opinion, I just honestly, does that matter? Like, does it matter to you? Because to me, I don't care. Like, honestly, I could care less uh if, if they name him the starting quarterback. Again, like I said, actions speak louder than words. Jalen Hurts has shown he he deserves to have the starting quarterback job. So I think that's what matters more. I think she was just trying to create hot take, you know, how that goes. Uh man, the herd was really really dropped off since the early 2010s. I would have to agree with you. I used to love the of the herd. I respect the crap out of Colin Coward. These days, Colin's reaching a little bit too much, uh, but that's the nature of hot take culture. You got to reach, and sometimes it just you just reach way too much. Oh, man, we got Steelers fan in here. Joe Flacco. Do you hate or do you love Joe Flacco? <laughs> Steelers or Browns? Are you talking about this year? I don't. You got to be more specific with these questions. If you're talking about who's going to finish ahead of who, the Browns are definitely winning the AFC North. Um, I talked about this before. And I think I actually answered you. I, I would not be surprised if the Steelers missed the playoffs. You know, I think the Ravens and the Browns are in better situations than you guys. And also, man, if Joe Burrow comes to play, that's another team you got to worry about as well. So I don't think the Steelers should be relying too much on their laurels there. Uh, TMGF underscore 26. I appreciate the rose, man. Thank you so much. Welcome on into the and Philly sports, brother. Uh, she said Casey doesn't have any competition, but if he played horrible for a season, I bet they would. Uh, I mean, when Pat Mahomes came in here, you know, he wasn't even the quarterback. It was Alex Smith. It's different. You know, you if you have that franchise guy, it's obviously different. We don't have a franchise guy. You don't excuse me. We don't really know what we have in Jalen Hurts. He doesn't need to be he needs. He doesn't need to be told he's a franchise quarterback or he's a starting quarterback. You know, Jalen's gonna go out there, like he says, he's gonna go out there. Like the rent is due every day. He's gonna go out there working his ass off hungry trying to get that job. So I don't know what she's talking about. The NFL doesn't guarantee anything. Exactly. They don't even guarantee you a whole salary sometimes. Exactly. Um the Steelers will miss the playoffs. Yes, the Steelers will in fact miss the playoffs. Um, can they? Yes, teams can. Yeah, all teams can. Any team tanking this year? Oh, Texans. Texans are not making the playoffs. (laughs) Let's put that out there. Uh, I respect, uh, I respect your team. Well, thank you, Steelers 553. Uh, I respect your team, not so much your fan base. Your fan base can be very outlandish at times and very disrespectful, which I'm not here for. But I've met all right Steelers fans. I never met like a great Steelers fan, though, and I'm still waiting for that one. Um, Cardinals world, Cardinals world. If you stay tuned, we have that in the lineup. Of course, we're not. Of course, we're going to talk about the union. It, it, that huge match last night. So, but give me give us a second. We'll talk about that. I want to answer some of these comments here. Crap, I missed the first part of that. This now we talking about Jordan Howard pancake. Yeah, what's it going, man? Jordan Howard. He's making a case for himself. I did not expect Jordan Howard would actually make this roster, but he's making a, a good case for himself to make it. Um, it's, it's right now. It's looking like Miles Jordan. Gainwell and boston scott i mean i don't even know carrying johnson is gonna make this roster last night uh he had that nice long like 10 yard run uh but if he didn't slip it could have maybe it could have been longer he grabbed he got the carry off and then he slipped and then he darted off for like it was i think it was like eight or nine yards i'm sorry it wasn't 10 yards but yeah those drops can be fixed i think uh what wait oh wait, wait i'm missing here uh Tyree looked good on his routes and knowing where to go though he blocked well too those drops can be fixed um I agree I mean obviously he has hands like he sh- that's that's my point like in camp he looked like he had those short hands but I don't know what went down yesterday I don't know if it was spotlight but it listen if he had if he continues having those drops he will get cut and it's just a fact of matter you play tight end in 2021 if you can't catch teams have no need for you honestly you can't just be in the nfl just as a blocking tight end anymore that doesn't it doesn't work like that elliot is striking the ball a lot better this year it seems like he's get, he's got more uh life in his leg i don't know what it was like was it injury was it something mental but definitely it seems like he worked on his fundamentals and he is actually looked much better in practice and in in preseason it looks great man definitely looks great B Jones, what's going on, man? I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing great. It's Friday. It's the weekend. I'm excited. Tomorrow is the TikTok telethon. Of course, if you haven't, guys, already, um, it's gonna be tomorrow at Dolan's, I believe it's Dolan's pub, uh, or tavern. It's I know it's Irish, so um it's it's in uh it's in Ridley. So guys, definitely check that out if you haven't already. Um it's all the information's on the Philly Sports Guys social medias all throughout. So I'll be there. I'm, I'm I'm assuming Kyle Carberry and, and King Kyle, let's put the respect on that name, and Cat Hat will be there as well, and of course I'll be there too, and the Philly Sports guy will paint it up, all for a good cause, the autism challenge for the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you can't make it, definitely check it out on online. We'll, we'll definitely be having a great freaking time, man, a great freaking time. Uh, my mom's a Steelers fan, but I agree it's a few far between. Well, definitely to the Mama Truck, we respect her, and uh, and I, I believe I I do believe that she is a uh, is a good Steelers fan. But I appreciate the the likes there, uh, Truck. I appreciate that man. Uh, what you guys saying here on, on on the YouTubes and the Twitters? Um, Steelers game last night, great. Go Steelers! But g- uh, good game, Eagles. I appreciate that. That's that's respectful. That's respectable. Dude, what's up, Dylan? How you doing, man? Doop. I I love it. We can bear. Ah, oh, you guys couldn't barely hear. I'm sorry, man. I wish I would have known. It's probably because uh, I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was Twitter. Was it Twitter? I don't know what it was. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. If you guys want though, it's if you go on to um first take. What what are they called? On on Fox Sports... First things first. I thought I said first thing. Ooh, that's ESPN. Uh, if you go to first things first on Twitter, you can find it there. Joy Taylor at Joy Taylor talks is the one who said it. So um, it's on. There. I'm sorry about that, Logan. QB one hurts. Andrew, let's go hurt season. It's hurt season. Uh, I think we can only hear it out of your speaker. Uh, that's weird. It's weird because I've done that before. And it's usually you can hear it the same way. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, my dad throws better than Nick Mons. <laughs> That's tough, man. Nick did not look good, man. Nick did not look good. Ah, uh, Zach is a is a seasoned soccer guy here. Okay, ¿Qué, qué es su equipo en Colombia? So my team from Colombia, I grew up um right after I became an Eagles fan. Um, I was convinced, and I actually had no choice but to become a, a fan of América de Cali. It is one of the biggest clubs in Colombia. I I wish I kind of didn't because I hate being a bandwagon. I hate being a fan of a big team. Like if you're talking about like the NFL, I would never want to be a Patriots Steelers or Cowboys fan. I love being an Eagles fan. Our fan base is pretty big, but we're not like I win a lot here in Philadelphia, but uh, my team has won a lot of championships. I think we have the third or second most, I think we have third now, the third most championships in Colombia. there's it's three it's it's really three big juggernauts in colombia you got america de cali which is my team you have atlético nacional uh they're from medellin the uh, that's a really popular city in colombia as well and then there is uh millonarios from bogota and i uh, chose to be an america de cali fan i was i was young i was like nine years old so i had no choice but to stick with america de cali so yeah but i uh, appreciate that's a good question man i appreciate that mvp hurts oh we'll see man we'll see i hope so i hope so What's up, Positive Philly? How you doing, man? What's up, brother? So you were... Man, Positive Philly. Shouts to Positive Philly. Positive Philly stood up last night watching the Union match. That was a late one. I was tired. I woke up tired. I didn't want to get out of bed this morning as I was waking up at at like... I got out of bed at like 7.50. Just rolled out of bed. And that was tough. But Positive Philly was up watching the match after Eagles preseason game as well. So definitely shouts to Positive Philly, man. Good stuff. Oh, I'm not going to go that far. I don't I'm not going to go that far. But, yes, Quez Watkins definitely has been impressing, and hopefully he can be a starter for us and someone reliable. Remember, uh, it's crazy, and I was I was talking about this last night. Like, like last time I feel like we had our speedy receiver was Deshaun Jackson. Other than that, I can't really think of someone who's got, like, absolutely that, like, flashy speed. Jeremy Macklin, before his injuries, had some good speed, but nothing like that. Jeremy Macklin, actually in college, was a punt returner. And uh, he had some good speed, but nothing like that. Uh, Quez, that's right. Quez is better than Rager. Yeah, right now he is. And that's kind of a problem for Rager. So, um, And that's why I kind of said, you're looking at it right now. Quez Watkins has the possibility of becoming the number two wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, which would be pretty impressive there. Quez, future top ten wide receiver. Oof, I hope so. We can all hope. What was he a fifth round pick? I mean, pretty impressive. Fifth-round pick becoming a top-five wide receiver in the NFL. Let's do it. Uh, Quez wide receiver two, Smith wide receiver one, and Warder Rager in the slot. And what about Fulgham, Trent? You forgot you, you you given up on Fulgham? See, I figured you would want Fulgham as your number two wide receiver because of that, that athleticism and that size he has. But uh, he's been kind of quiet as well. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens in the rest of pre, uh, preseason. But, yeah, as of right now, it looks like Smith and, and Watkins – Uh, we'll see what happens in the slot i think rager is more um i think he's better used as a slot wide receiver at this point Uh, but in practice he looked good on the outside which is the crazy part but i think that's where we're at right now with the wide receiving core um starting defense is going to be top 10 this year and that's a really good point like if you even look at the uh defensive line like the set like if you look at some of those stats like the QB pressures sacks, and whatnot. We were top five. in a lot of those categories His defensive line is a top 10 defensive or top five defensive line in the NFL. In my honest opinion still. Uh, and if, if really, I, it really kind of just predicates on the secondary, uh, that was kind of an issue. Uh, the linebacking play should be slightly bit better as well this season. But yeah, I think it comes down to the back seven of this, this Eagles defense. I think the front four is fine, but those linebacking core and the secondary, what are you guys going to give us? And I think that is really what we're going to be um, watching out for here this upcoming season. Go birds. Andrew's excited. Let's go. Gamewell did have actually a solid game. Nothing nothing crazy, right? But he did have two carries for 14 yards, but you did see some of the elusiveness that he had. The man was the best player in the American athletic conference. So we shall see. Black licorice, Nick Mullins. Oh, that's tough, man. Why are we crushing a third string quarterback though? He's a third string quarterback. He is what he is. But I mean, fact of the matter is, if if Joe Flacco or Nick Mullins is in the game, we're screwed anyway. So, I, uh, it is what it is. Alex Singleton is a stud. Alex Singleton is on the rise. I'll say. Uh, he actually he he earned his way last year. I want to continue seeing him being productive, and that's really what we're all going to be looking for this year. Uh, but Alex Singleton was a tackling machine last year. Uh, I just don't think he is as fast to be covering some of these tight ends and wide receivers and running backs that we him to as a linebacker. So we'll see. I'll be rooting for Singleton. I'll be rooting for him, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Quez is the go. Everyone's all, Everyone's loving the Quez Watkins. I love it. Uh, Chris Davis retired and will get $42 million until 20. How is that possible? How is that possible? Is that true? Man, oh, man, did he rob Baltimore. If I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan, I hate Chris Davis. I hate him. That's crazy. Man got paid. Is that worse than Bobby Bonilla? There's nothing worse than Bobby Bonilla. That's crazy. I crawl out of bed 5 a.m. after the game. Wait, 5 a.m. Oh, okay. Wait, you woke up that early? Sheesh. I could never. Yes, sir. Uh, positively we're not gonna have anyone on today um i have to attend to my family this afternoon so i'm trying i wanted to get an episode out before we head into the weekend but unfortunately i gotta get this one in quick man so i'm so sorry i'm so sorry what's going on tiktok here uh have a good rest of your show show uh love your takes as always truck i appreciate you my brother i appreciate you we'll see you next week my man we'll definitely see you next week uh mike what's going on how you doing, man? Did you watch Eagles? I, I, We actually just talked about it. You just missed the whole conversation of uh, Eagles preseason. We're going to move forward on it. But yeah, I watched the first half. I had to get ready for the uni match last night, so I did not finish watching preseason. But of course I watched it. Uh, Mike, I'm literally reading your comments now. We, <laughs> we have, we, Mike, we got TikTok comments. We got YouTube comments. We got Twitter comments. And we got Twitch comments. A little patience goes a long way, my man. A little patience goes a long way. Uh, watch Zach Wilson not win the starting job for the Jets at quarterback, and he will be the second string quarterback. Mike, if you will follow my content, you will know I told you Zach Wilson is going to be a bust. You guys made the mistake of drafting him. You guys should have drafted Justin Fields, in my honest opinion. But y'all wanted to ride with the Baker Mayfield wannabe, and you thought he he was perfect for New York in the bright lights. And yeah, he looks like crap. And I could have anyone could have told you this. I do not think he was ready for this. that's just a fact of the matter. Um, Ahmad is here now. Hey, let's go. Let's go. We got syrups in the building. What's going on? Oh, you're trying to switch over here. I appreciate that, though, syrups. I appreciate that, man. Um, Let's move on here. Of course, guys, we got to talk about the big, most important game from yesterday. And that was the Philadelphia Union. (sighs) It It was rough because it was late. And losing always sucked. It, it definitely always sucks, but the fact of the matter is, Union down in La Ciudad de Mexico facing off against Club America in the Estadio S, As- the prestigious Estadio S Let's put some respect on that, guys. Um, so last night the game, it, you know, it was raining. It was damp. It it, it, it just it looked like a, a shitty night, a shitty night in in, in uh, Mexico City. So right off the bat, you know, the Philadelphia Union did a fantastic job. They had the best opportunity in the first in the first minute minute they had the best opportunity um jack elliott and and sergio santos did a great job of turning the ball over they go quick on the counterattack, like the Philadelphia love to do and uh sergio had a nice little pass crossing into daniel gazdak gazdak with the light uh, slight little stutter step he passes the casper Shabilko. casper does this little heel flip thing and it just goes wide like literally like this wide of the net and you're just, I'm like sitting here thinking, like, oh my God, if that would have gone in, I would have absolutely erupted. I would absolutely gone ballistic. And shouts to my Dude by the River guys who joined me last night for the live stream, a late one. I would have literally broken my MacBook again because if you would have gone into the Estadio Azteca, a big match like semifinals of Champions League, and you would have gone up early, one to nothing, holy crap! But Unfortunately, Casper being Casper, he could not capitalize on that. Casper is still the leading goal scorer in Champions League thus far, which is a good thing. But um, that was definitely frustrating, and unfortunately, we got um, we would feel the wrath of not capitalizing on that perfect opportunity because then a couple minutes later, in the tenth minute, uh, Club América was uh, was awarded a free kick. Um, it got deflected by the wall, and it was close to the box. Deflected off the wall, Ricardo Sanchez gets the ball kicks it the flex off of daniel Gazdak redirects falls into the net and all you see is andre blake just kind of like "Uh, i can't and it just won nothing club america they go up early in the match and it's just like all right it's just one it's just one that's one goal it's easy to get to overcome there it, they, the union look good already so just keep attacking keep playing hard and we'll see what happens." Um. But Club América knew exactly how to play us. They they prepared very well for this match, as they always do, and they obviously have a lot of quality. Um, later on in the match, 80th minute, José Brujo Martínez with another, another, another terrible play. Like, what are you fucking doing, Bruquito? He turns the ball over near our net, like right outside the box. He turns the ball over. And in turn, Club America go on their little short – it's like short counter – If even is that even a counterattack? And then Jose Brujo Martinez gets up, slide tackles, and he draws the penalty kick, and Club America get awarded a penalty kick after five minutes with VAR and all that BS, and Club America get an opportunity on the penalty kick, and and of course Aguilar he's gonna bury that that penalty kick, and there's nothing Andre Blake can do, even though in the last two penalty kicks Andre Blake has done a great job of, of stopping them, but that was definitely definitely a big blow, and you're down two to nothing. Union really couldn't do much else, and and it was it Union lost two to nothing in Estadio Azteca. Um obviously we they're obviously not out of it, you know, you got to come back here in Chester until, on September 15th to kind of try to get two goals to kind of send this into over into extra time, right? Um but what I want to start off with like, you know, going on Twitter and obviously Twitter is a toxic world as it is, but the fact that there are actual union fans that said that the union played like shit and i think the complete opposite i think the union played really well last night when you're considering the fact that you're playing against club america prestigious club and they're really talented they are super talented and when you look at how much money they make um, you know they they they're they're, they're, wor- they're worth way more than what the philadelphia union are making and their wages like there's like 14 million dollars in wages a year when the philadelphia union are spending like 7 million dollars a year so pretty much half of that and, and you look on the bench, there's million-dollar players on the bench. And we look at our bench, you got El Seno making a couple hundred thousand. You got three kids who are barely, or not even 18. And, and that's kind of like the difference there. The fact is that the Union played really hard. And that was the best performance I saw from the Union in a, over a month. Literally. In over a month, that's the best performance I've seen them play. It was rainy. The Azteca is, is tough. It is, I, and the thing is, in Mexico right now, there is, um, there is limited capacity in their stadiums because obviously COVID is a much, 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 much bigger deal down there. They don't have the proper vaccines. People don't have proper masks down there as well. Um, so COVID is definitely much more of a situation. So home field advantage wasn't there per se. But still, being in Las Vegas, there is high elevation. And that messed up the union as well. First half, they're coming out. Guns blazing like Union usually do on that quick high press. The second was chasing all over the field. That was a tiring match. It was a flat-out tiring match. But, that, I mean, I, I definitely give credit to the Philadelphia Union. Um, two players really just drove me in, in, in nuts. It was insane. Casper uh, Shabilko. I talked about the missed opportunity on that goal in the first minute. He had, like, two more opportunities where I feel like Casper like could have done a lot more. And it just always feels like when you're watching Casper Shabilko play, he's always like a slightly bit off play. Like his reaction time is much slower than what's actually happening on the pitch. And it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating because you watch this, you look at the stats, you know, and it's crazy when it's all said and done. Casper Shabilko might be the leading goal scorer in Union history. But yet this man has the reaction time of a sloth. And that type of stuff is fresh. Uh, Jose Brujo Martinez. Um, when he got signed here to Philadelphia, I was excited. I brought um, to the union fans the interview um, from the from Jupiter Ruiz, who covers the former club of Jose Brujo Martinez. And he got me all excited. We were all excited. And actually, last year was great. He played really well. as was at number six. This year, I don't know if it's arrogance, you know, ever since he came back from Copa America and he like he stopped Neymar. Like the like that was headlining news here in Philadelphia, I feel like. You know, the fact that Jose Bruno Martinez took down Neymar, the great Neymar. And ever since then, I feel like he hasn't been the same type of player. He makes all these boneheaded moves, and this year it's worse than ever. You know, just the fact that, you know, last night. He gets a yellow, and of course, I talked about that penalty that he allowed in the uh, 50, in the 80th minute. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what you, he uh, he gives up the turnover, and he does like this. He gets the ball, he dribbles way too much. Like, dude, get the ball, get the ball out, and let's get the let's get the quick counterattack going. That's how the Union work. This Union team, it's based off a of defense. If their defense is not stopping, if their high press is not creating turnovers, we are screwed, as we saw. Club América knew that the Union cannot attack. They couldn't even keep possession. We needed to get a little bit more possession than what we usually do. I think we finished with the Club América had 76% of uh, possession, while the Union had 29% of possession. That you need a little bit more than that, man. It need at least 40% right there. You know, when, when Club América has the speed that they have, and Arreus uh, really didn't kill us the way we thought. You know, Olivier Baizo, obviously that the whole scene where Olivier Baizo loses his tooth looking like looking like Sean Couturier. <laughs> uh that would definitely be scary. But we were but he, we we subbed him out, and uh we got Alvis Powell that brought a little bit more defense to the lineup and actually and actually worked out pretty well. Alvis Powell did a solid job in the second half, did a solid job defensively. But America has speed everywhere. Then you got uh on the other side. Roger Martinez with his his guys. I mean, I've watched Roger Martinez for a long time as a Colombian soccer fan. The man's strong. He's quick. It is so hard to stop him. Now, the refereeing was a topic of conversation as well. I will say this. The Jose Brujo Martinez uh, foul was close. You can argue that wasn't a penalty kick. But when the trailing leg touches the player, they're going to call that every day. But it's just funny that you counter that. I Minutes mean, later, Burke, who got subbed in in like the 60-some minute, he gets shoved down by a Club America player, and they didn't call anything. Nothing. And that was ridiculous. Like, how do you not call that? It was clear as day. He got shoved by a Club America player. Now, you guys know me. I don't like blaming anything on referees, unless it's a 2018 Eagles and Cowboys, where that was the worst officiating I've ever seen in my life in sports. In sports. It wasn't like that. And I don't like blaming refereeing uh, because, uh, to losses. And I don't think this is one of those instances. But we had a clear opportunity at a penalty kick, and it was taken away from us. And that, my friends, was bullshit. Daniel Gazdak has been a topic of conversation with a lot of Union fans. A lot of Union fans don't understand what his signing was. And after watching it for over a month now, it's clear. His job here is to create for others. His job is to be a typical number 10. He is the assistant. He's the point guard. He's the quarterback. He dishes out to the players. The players have to, in turn, create something off of it. People are complaining like Gazdak wasn't the right signing. What was the point of this? We paid a million, to million, 1.2 million for what? Dude, it's not his fault. People aren't converting on what he's creating. On the first play, the Casper Shabilko play. Who got him the ball? It was Daniel Gazdak. Wanna see Daniel Gazdak score a little more? 110%. But he's he's creating for us. And it, and it's just not his fault on that goal that that got deflected off of him to get the redirection. That's not his fault. Sergio Santos, instead of being scared, he should have went and gone and blocked that shot instead of turning around and letting that hit Daniel Gazdag, who who he couldn't do, he couldn't do anything on that. At the end of the day. This is a learning experience for Philadelphia. This is an, an it is a complete learning experience. We're facing off against a juggernaut. This is a big team around the world, not just in North America. This is a big team around the world. The fact is that they're spending uh, uh, almost $15 million $50 million a year on their player salary while the Philadelphia Union aren't even spending $7 million on the player salary. Right there, you see the problem and you could see it there. The Union played hard. The Union played hard for 90 minutes. But the quality, it, it, it's clear. There's a little bit of a gap between America and the union. If Sugarman and Ernst want to actually compete in this tournament here, you need to dish out more money. That's just the fact of the matter. You need to dish out more money. I'm not saying that you need to go spend LAFC money or LA United money or even Global America money. But why can't we spend at least 10 million a year on salary? I just don't get that. I love the youth academy. And I love that we are uh are, are investing in the youth academy. I love that. But the youth academy to me needs to be there to build the core of your squad. The remaining pieces needs to be quality players around them. And that way you could they can learn off of each other. Like it's great. You got you got Kasper Shabilko for free. That's great. You got Sergio Santos for like, what was it, like $600,000? That's great. You got Stuart or Yeah, you got Stuart Finlay for like eight hundred. You got Jakob Glezes for like three hundred. Like that's all great. But at the end of the day, America is spending nine million on, on players. They're spending over a million dollars on them. Their bench has million dollar players. So that that's just that's a problem right there. That's a problem right there. I'm not mad at the result. There's still an opportunity here for the union to to uh, make this interesting when they come back to Chester in, in September. But we're gonna be okay, guys. We're gonna be okay. And this is a learning experience. Flat out, this is a learning experience. We're learning about learning about Champions League. We're learning what it takes to be big boys like Club América, and that is all gonna come. So next up for the union, we'll be back next Wednesday. Of course, uh, make sure you do follow Philly Sports Network. Of course, if you guys know, I'm part of the Philly Sports Network union team covering all things digital over there. Uh, We will be back on Duke by the River, talking about that on Tuesday as well, if you guys want to talk about that. Good stuff here. Uh, I thought there was more comments. Um. He looks like he's in high school. Zach Wilson, man, still on Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson sucks. Get it through your head. <laughs> um, hey Bay, that's that's weird, but hey, what's going on? Um, and he said, that's uh, that's really direct. I am not Muslim. I'm not uh, it's at Muslim is actually a uh, a religion, so no. But thank you. I'm actually Latino. I'm Colombian and I'm Catholic technically. So there you go. What do you got here? Um, Did you see play with Giants? At, are you talking about the, the the Daniel Jones throw? Dude, Daniel Jones, man. And the thing is, is my my, my girlfriend's brother was trying to tell me that maybe Daniel Jones saw, thought that the, the guy he was throwing to was a receiver because everyone's got the same helmet. I get that. But if you're the starting quarterback, if you watch that play, there was no one in that vicinity. So if you're Daniel Jones, you have to know what the play is. And if you know the play, you know that there's no one going to be in that area, dude. I think the Giants are screwed, flat out. Go birds, go birds. Let's go. I look it up. Uh, I looked at Davis. Congrats, is insane. Two point six million a year. That is crazy. How's that even allowed, man? That is absolutely wild. For 16 years, for 16 years, Chris Davis is going to be paid. 2.65 million dollars. God damn, that's crazy, man. I wouldn't say he didn't do anything in his career because obviously, uh, Chris Davis was part of that like golden era of Baltimore Orioles baseball. But man, oh man, 2.6 million that's absolutely wild, man. Uh, what's going on, uh, Mr. Quay Science? Loved your videos, supporting Scotty. Thanks for supporting local podcasts. Keep doing great work. I appreciate it, man. Hey, listen. This, this little community here we got with Philly Sports, man, it's, it's about it all, man. It's about everyone here who's grinding out here. And everyone at DSM Media, shouts to all those guys. Those guys are grinding, and those guys deserve all the credit in the world. And the fact of the matter is, these trolls out here think that, you know, these these Twitter fingers out here thinking that they can say whatever they want on Twitter. I got no problem calling anyone out. And I got no problem doing it in person either if that's, what, if that's the case. So I'm always here, man. I appreciate the love, man. I appreciate the love. Go Philly Sports. Uh, the O line missed missed the blitz. The defender dropped the ball. Yeah, man. How did he? And how does the defender drop the ball? And people want to tell me Giants gonna finish first in the NFC East. Come on. Uh, okay. I just need a little money, more money. To do it to it for you. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, you're gonna get muted. Try. Right, I appreciate you stopping by, my man. Appreciate it. Go Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's get it. Let's get it. Um, All right. So let's move on to the Phillies real quick. Uh, Not too much to talk about. We talked about um, game three yesterday. Good, solid win to end the series. My boy, Ranger Suarez. Got one, four, in the third innings. Let's go. I loved what I saw from Ranger Suarez. Joe, please give him more. So when Eflin is healthy, I love this rotation. You got wheels. You got Gibson. You got uh, Nola. You got Eflin. And then please give me Ranger Suarez as our fifth guy there. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Bryce Harper guy is hot again. So this upcoming weekend, guys, we got a nice little weekend series at home here. Uh, I want to try to make one of these games, but I don't think I will. But it's, it's against the Cincinnati Reds. Now, look. Cincinnati Reds are who they are, but remember they did what seventeen spot on us uh, earlier in the season. So they just came back from um, taking one of three from the Atlanta Braves. They absolutely spanked the uh, the Braves last night, twelve to three. Um, it's a team that honestly, like, I don't know what the Reds are doing. To be honest with you guys, I think they're rebuilding, but they've been doing this since the Joey Votto and. And uh, roll this Chapman like when, when we were playing those guys in the playoffs. So the, it's funny because they kind of been in the same situation that we have been in, and they still haven't tried to figure it out. And obviously, Cincinnati, they're never going to spend money. But um, tonight is obviously Wheels Day, as we talked about earlier. Um, I'm super excited for another Wheels Day. Um, and he, of course, is going to go up against Tyler Mayle. Um, So we'll see how that goes. 7 05 uh, first pitch for the Philadelphia Phillies. And look, this series here again, never expect the Phillies to sweep a series, but what I would expect is two of three um, in this series for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, um, I don't obviously the the uh the lineups are not out yet, but I'm curious if Alec Bohm is going to start out there. Are you gonna put it back at first base? I think there's no way in hell you put Alec Bohm back at third base. The way, oh at least not He's not your starting third baseman anymore. That's just my honest opinion. If if Ronald Torres continues to play the way he is right now, there's no need to switch him out for Alec Boehm anymore. Ronald Torres is our third baseman right now. Um, And for Alec Boehm, I don't know what you do with him. Do you send him down to the minors? I don't know if that's actually going to help. But the man cannot play defense. And it's definitely, definitely an issue here. A cut looks good right now. And our, our outfield is out there you got Bryce Odubel and uh and Andrew McCutchen so I'm definitely excited with that I think I I would assume Brad Miller is going to start tonight um, for the Phillies but we will definitely 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 see of course um, a little little pop culture with the Phillies um today there was a uh, photo tweeted or actually it was yesterday Rob McElhenney uh, of course if you guys don't know him Rob is obviously I think he's the creator of Always Sunny Philadelphia or he's one of the creators of Always Sunny Philadelphia um, obviously, if you are a fan of Always Sunny Philadelphia, you remember the Phillies episode. There's actually a couple of Phillies episodes, but the one with Chase Utley and Ryan Howard is absolutely spectacular. Um, and I guess uh, uh, Rob, and I forget his counterpart's name on the show, but they're, they they pose the picture with uh, with Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins. It's good seeing the old Phillies guys around, um, but that's definitely a classic, classic pitch, uh, picture, picture, picture. Uh, so yeah, so we'll see what happens this upcoming weekend. I'm excited for some more Phillies baseball. It's good right now. Look, it look it's it's fun when the Phillies are winning. When the Phillies are winning, they're playing well. The city has a little spunk to it, so I'm definitely excited for that. So 7:05 first pitch. Let's go Phillies. Let's get let's get home the wheat with the win. And of course, it's Wheels Day. Everything's good on Wheels Day. Like I said, water tastes a little bit better. That breakfast tastes a little bit better. The that air that that weather feels a little bit everything just feels a little bit better. So I'm excited for the Philly. So we'll we'll, we'll see what, what happens there tonight. Um the they're competing, two good outfielders. That's that's about it. Yeah, that's about it, man. Miller should be first base. I agree, man. I agree. I think uh Brad Miller should be the first baseman tonight. Um do you like King Von? Do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I like King Von. He's a good. He was, oh, he was a good artist before he passed away, but uh, interesting question. I do like King Von though. Um, going to the to the game tonight. I'm sitting in right field. It's awesome, man. You enjoy the night, man. You enjoy that game. It should be a fun. One should be hopefully it's a dub. It's Wheels Day, so of course when it's Wheels Day, we expect the wins, right? So hopefully uh, they get the dub here tonight. Um, let's move on with the sixers real quick uh, obviously last night in the midst of everything that was going on we had Phillies in the afternoon to start it off you had Eagles at 7 thirty. you had sixers right before the Philadelphia Union started at nine o'clock. Um, there was a little delay from my understanding with the with the game um in uh in a, what's it called I think they are I thought they were in Vegas, but it looks like they're in Utah uh, but the, the Sixers did get themselves yet again another victory here. 96 88 30. This Sixer Summer League squad is is honestly rolling, and um, it's really the big three of the Philadelphia 76ers Summer League squad. You got yourself Tyrese Maxey, Isaiah Joe, and Paul Reed absolutely all doing some good work right now. Um, last night, Paul Reed finished with 11, uh, but my man – I'm sorry, I'm, excuse me. Paul Reed finished with 20 points last night. Uh, he had himself uh, three assists and 12 boards. He's absolutely looking spectacular right now um in summer league ball, Isaiah Joe last night finished with 21 points himself. Uh he had four assists with five boards, but of course that we're looking at is the is a three point uh, percentage. He was 38.5%, a little little low, little low. Uh I believe the league average is around uh around 40% or 30 38%, so he's around there. So not terrible, 5 of 13 from a three point line, 40% from the field. So not a terrible night for, for Isaac Joe. It's obviously, as you guys know, one of my favorites uh, on the Summer League team because I really hope he has a place on this roster. Uh, hopefully he can be that bench guy coming off sh- to get that shooting going. And, of course, Tyrese Maxey's on an absolute tear. We talked about it yesterday, him potentially auditioning for trades, potential trades here, but he finished with 31 points, ladies and gentlemen. Five assists. My man was uh, 12. Uh, he was 12.5% from the three-point line. 47.8% from the field. And more importantly, excuse me, unlike Ben Simmons, my man was perfect from the free throw line. So that was definitely a good night there. Um, other standouts here on, on this team uh, yesterday, you got yourself um, Braxton Key continues to perform really well. He got himself six points yesterday. Uh, he had 11 against Dallas. So Braxton Key has definitely been looking solid here in a uh, summer league ball. Deshaun Nix, someone who I really anticipated to have a good um, summer league. The guy from the uh, G League Ignite squad last year, that good G League Ignite squad that produced two top 10 NBA draft talents. He only had three minutes, and now it's a little bit disappointing, honestly. So uh, we'll see what happens there with that. Um, Jaden Springer was someone else that kind of uh, obviously we're keeping our eye out as our first round draft pick. Uh, He only finished with seven points. He had himself uh, two assists, steal, and he also had two boards. Now with Jaden Springer, the defense is there with him. The man has some good defense. He got himself a steal yesterday, um, but it's the offensive game that we got to keep an eye out on. He is got to polish that offensive game right now, and that's something he's going to have to work on. Um, and that's that's really what we're going to have to be keeping our eye out with Jaden Springer in spring train or spring training in summer league. Uh, but I, I I hope he can have some sort of uh, impact on this team this upcoming year. And if we're talking about getting rid of Ben Simmons, you need all the defense that you can get. Philip uh, uh, Petrušev has been pretty solid as well. He had he had eight points uh, last night with six boards and two assists. So this, this G League or this G League, well, I mean most of these guys aren't playing G League. But the summer league squad for the Sixers have been looking really solid and thus far. Um, they had a what was like a twenty point win. Uh, on Monday against Dallas. Last night, they get themselves an eight-point win. Um, they're they're rolling right now. They look really good, and you're seeing a lot of good things from this G League squad, so hopefully they can continue doing that in uh, this big three, man. We got a big three over there in uh, in Utah or wherever we're at, wherever the heck that is. Um, but last but not least with, with today, guys, I want to end with the Philadelphia Flyers. If you have not watched it yet, I would highly recommend checking out um, their video that they did with Cam Atkinson, um, kind of introducing Cam. It was honestly, it was like really like a couple days of Cam Atkinson in Philadelphia. And he's kind of really embracing it. He's loving, loving being here and just seeing his excitement being in Philadelphia, wearing the orange sweater, hanging out with Gritty, walking through the streets of Philadelphia. When free agency started and all these activities began for the NHL there was the stigma after the Seth Jones rumor that he, players did not want to play in for the flyers and in Philadelphia any longer. You know, you hear Seth Jones, the, it seems like the reason why Seth Jones is not here was because he was not ready to commit to the Philadelphia flyers. Obviously he's like, uh, he, he's on his last year of his deal. So wherever he w- was going to get traded to, the team was looking to sign him to a long-term deal and it was rumored that he was not interested in getting traded to Philadelphia and that kind of raised the question: like, does the Flyers have that lore anymore? Like they used to have. You know, we used to be able to sign a top free agents. Philadelphia was actually a top spot to go for free agency. And that kind of it kind of after the past couple of years, kind of feels like it lost it a little bit. But watching Cam Atkinson, seeing how 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 excited he was to be in Philadelphia, how well he perceived Philadelphia, it was great to see, and it kind of was a little reassuring. I'm excited to watch Cam. I think Cam is going to be exactly what we need, especially he's going to be replacing Boruchek on that top line, um, and I think he's going to bring exactly what we need. Like Voracek and Giroux are to me are create two creators. Cam can can score on his own, and he's a gr- he's a gr- he's a gritty grinder, perfect for the city, obviously, but for the system that we're going to be running uh, with Vigneault again in year three this year, I think he's it's perfect, and I'm I'm, I'm excited to see the top line is going to do. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about Rasmus uh, Riselainen and the deal that we we gave up to get him. But the fact of the matter is, man, if he is, uh, if he's as advertised and really what we need him to be is kind of the enforcer and to play some defense, um, he should be fine. And the, the issue with Rissalane, and he kind of has dip, but obviously playing a Buffalo, that can happen. But his defense is fine. It's when he has the puck and trying to get the puck out of the zone. That's been an issue with Rasmus Ristolainen, so I think fe- I feel like he's going to fix that, and I'm I'm, I'm loving. It. And the thing is, I felt like what this Flyers team needed was just a little jolt of energy, and they got way more physical, way more aggressive this off season. And with the addition of Cam Atkinson, it, it gives us another dimension that we don't really have to be quite honest with you guys. So, absolutely loving what's going on. Super excited. And with that being said, that is going to do it for another episode of Oi and Philly Sports. Slash, what's going on? Before we head out, I want to say hi to you. I saw you. You said hi. I appreciate the comment. What's going on? We're about to we're about to log off here now. We hit an hour 18 today, guys. We did a great episode. Listen, we actually did cover all five Philly sports. We covered the Eagles in their preseason. We covered the Union semifinal match yesterday. We covered the Phillies weekend weekend series coming up against Cincinnati Reds. We covered Sixers Summer League, and we covered the Flyers with my boy Cam Atkinson. So we, we, did, we did a good job here today. We did a good job here today. Guys, real quick, before we sign off, if you are watching this live on El Parcero's YouTube channel, make sure you hit the like button, and subscribe to the channel, and send this out. Get some people on here. If you know Philly sports fan, let them know about El Parcero Philly. This crazy dude talks about all five Philly sports. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And as well, guys, don't forget um, to s- subscribe and rate to Oyen Philly Sports. You can find Oyen Philly Sports wherever every stream podcast From Apple, Google, and Spotify, we are everywhere for you. Make sure you rate and subscribe. It would truly mean the world to me if I could be a part of the podcast rotation, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, to enjoy your weekend. Let's go, Phils. <laughs>